Will Gray, the GolfChannel.com staff writer, joins us. The Golf Insider, brought to you by Subaru. Summer nights made for Subaru. With lease rates from 0.5% at your local Ontario Subaru dealer, Subaru. Confidence in motion. Will Gray, thanks so much for joining us. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, Derek. Good to be talking to you. All right. Last, I remember 1999 at Carnoustie. Can you still hear, I believe it's Mike Tirico's voice saying, He hit it in the burn! That runs through my mind the all the time. I, I know. It's, it's an iconic golf memory. Even, even non-golf fans kind of remember the time that the crazy Frenchman gave away the, the tournament on the last hole there. I'm surprised they haven't put some sort of plaque in the middle of the berm when he hiked his pants up there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a big story when it came back to Carnoustie in 2007, and here we are 19 years later. We're, we're still talking about it. And kudos to Jean Vandeveld, who's on site this week. He's hanging out in the media center. He's answering questions. Not a day has gone by where someone hasn't asked him about that, that hole and that tournament, and he's answered them all with a smile on his face. No way. That is a, that's outstanding. That's a guy who gets it. That's great. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Did you ever see the did you ever see the follow up to his seven on eighteen where they, they someone took a camera and said, Can you play this hole with a putter? And he actually shot a six. I did, yeah. He made, <laughs> he made a six he made a good putt for a six there. Would have taken that six back in the day. He's walking up the fairway, gotta get a six, gotta get a six and he got a six with a putter when a when a six would have won him uh, the open. Uh, I wanna ask you about this year's tournament and to me. Dustin Dustin Johnson is currently the betting favorite. Jordan Spieth seems like a real interesting character going into this one. With I mean, he had a great Masters, but he's missed two cuts in a row, and his best finish since then, I think, is tied for twenty first. Where do you see Spieth heading into this tournament? Where's Where's he at? What's going wrong for him? Uh, I think that Jordan Spieth has some issues between the ears right now, uh, and between the ears and with the putter, to be specific. Uh, it's amazing to think that, that coming off his open victory last year at Royal Birkdale, and it was such a stunner that we'd be sitting here a year later, and he still hasn't won a golf tournament since then. Uh, for a player of his caliber, even a 12-month drought is a drought with a capital D. And, and it's a little surprising, and it seems like the, the further along it's gone this summer, and the, the more times he's tried to flip the switch and he's come up empty, the more frustrated he's become the less it takes for him to kind of start to get a little twitchy and start talking to himself and and it starts to spiral in the wrong direction maybe coming back to a tournament where he is the defending champ and has some great memories from last year is going to be the spark that he needs because we all know it it doesn't take much of a spark for jordan spieth to start rolling in those 15 20 50 foot putts and running back up the leaderboard but outside of that final round at the masters it has been a surprisingly disappointing 2018 for spieth I help me out here. I seem to remember sitting on the Sports Center set and talking, throwing out some stats. This would have been a year or two years ago about how Spieth under twelve feet putting just was was the best in the world and and one of the maybe the maybe it was the best ever. I'm I'm obviously trying to piece this together in my mind, but there was a time where he was he was automatic with the putter. Yes, yeah, for sure. And and his bread and butter was more like the mid range stuff, the 12, 15, 20 foot putts that maybe tour players make 8% of the time, and he's rolling in 15% of the time. And it doesn't sound like much, but it translates to a whole lot of birdies when you look at a scorecard. And right now, he's not making those putts, but he's also missing from short range. You saw at the U.S. Open at Shinnecock especially, he's missing you know two-footers, three-footers, some putts that really shouldn't phase a, a professional of his caliber. And I think that does go to the fact that it is a little bit, it, it's half art and half science right now with the putter, that he's got some mental issues that he's trying to overcome. He's mentioned that there have been some alignment things he's trying to fix. Now he says they're fixed, but they're bleeding into his, his full swing. 
So it, it's a lot more questions than answers right now for Spieth. Dustin Johnson, the betting favorite for this one. Who do you like? Who do you? Who are you leaning to? Or will you keep an eye on and think, okay, day four, he's going to be in the final group? Well, it's hard not to start with Dustin Johnson, right? If, it, if it's firm and fast and browned out and he's going to already hit 350-yard drives, now maybe he's hitting 450-yard drives. These guys are going to are going to put up some eye-popping totals off the tee just because the ball is going to run forever, basically until it gets into the rough or until it gets into one of the pot bunkers that are, are lined around there. So, so DJ is a guy who has been close at this event before. He finished second back in 2011. So I think he's certainly a worthy favorite coming off of uh, a third-place finish at the U.S. Open where everyone was kind of ready to give him the trophy at the halfway point. But another guy I look at is Justin Thomas. He does not have the best links record. He hasn't played that well in the Open, but he you know, reached number one in the world rankings earlier this year. He's a very complete player, won the PGA Championship just last year. I think there's still a little bit of JT that's trying to emerge from Jordan Spieth's shadow, and I think that a big result this week could go a long way to doing that. Will Gray, GolfChannel.com staff writer, joining us on Toronto Today. I saw a quote from Tiger Woods. You talk about 400-plus yard drives from Dustin Johnson. Tiger saying, uh, this was a quote of his, you don't have to be long to play on a Lynx course. And I thought, okay, I don't know nearly enough about golf to know if that's, if that's the truth or if Tiger's just saying something to make 42-year-olds feel good. Is, is, is he telling me the truth there or is it, is it some fudging? No, it's pretty pretty truthful from a guy that's won three open titles before. He knows his fair share of Lynx golf, and it is a lot more of of a soft science uh, when it comes to Lynx golf, where you sometimes, if the wind kicks up, you're hitting the five iron 120 yards, and if it's going the other direction, you're hitting that same five iron 250 yards. And so it's a lot about who can control the ball flight, who can control their spin, and who can keep the, the ball out of some of those nasty pot bunkers, which basically turn into a half a shot penalty for these guys. It's going to be interesting that... There's a split in strategy right now. You have guys like Dustin Johnson and Rory and John Rahm who say, I, even though it's firm and fast, I'm going to hit driver, and I'm just going to try and airmail all of the trouble. And then there's other guys that are going to lay back with irons off the tee, and they're going to try and just thread the needle and keep it in the fairway and go from there. Uh, I, I think the general consensus is that one of those strategies is better than the other, but no one really knows which one it is. You've got <laughs> elite players on both sides of the fence, so everyone's really interested to see how this is going to play out between the bombers that are just going to try and fly it over all the pot bunkers and the guys that are going to try and maybe play a little bit more strategy with irons off the tee. Uh, just as an aside, what's it like seeing live someone hit one 400 yards? I can't even, my it head is, would explode. Yeah, it, it is very different, especially when you, you see him land at about 260 or 280, and then the ball is just running out. You know, We've seen quotes this week from guys that say that the, the fairways are running faster than the greens in terms of the stint meter. Maybe the greens are like a 9 or a 10, and the fairways right now are a 12 or 13. That is how baked out this place is after several weeks of really no rain, which is a rarity, as we know, in this part of the world. But every now and then, you know, it seems like once a decade we get one of these browned-out open championships. You think back to 2006 when Tiger won at Royal Liverpool. It's going to be something similar to that, I think. And uh, a little bit of, of different is, is pretty good sometimes. Yeah, most times when I flip on uh, the open at like 5 a.m., I wonder why would anyone subject themselves to this wind and this rain and they're wearing three sweaters. And I, uh, this, I, I'm excited to see one that will not be like that. Yeah, it'll be certainly a little bit easier on the eyes, but then you're going to wake up and put on your 
TV and you're going to wonder if maybe you didn't pour enough coffee because you're going to see the screen is all, it's going to be just a brown field with, with green on the greens, and that's about it, and it's going to make for a very interesting test for these guys. As you can imagine, we have a million Tiger Woods highlights, I mean, all season long on, on SportsCenter, and we'll, we'll have Tiger Woods post, and you know he'll, he'll look really good for uh, a round, he'll look really good for the first 15 holes of a round, and then he'll say afterward, yeah, you know, it just, my putting just kind of fell apart and on 16, 17, 18, and, and that's why I didn't do better. And I thought, okay, that, that's kind of a reason why Tiger's not doing better, but is it, that's golf. That's what we all hate about golf in addition to the stuff we love it. Is Tiger any closer to, uh, you know, a, a victory in this, in this comeback? Yeah, I think that what you're explaining is the Tiger is mortal once again. Exactly. For years he didn't he didn't have to deal with all the the issues that everyone else deals with in the game of golf, even among the pro ranks. Uh, I, I think he's close. I think that you know each week it would it might surprise you to say yeah he's absolutely going to win this week, but would it surprise you if he wins this year? No, probably not. And he has said that this is probably the, the major that he has the best chance to win. Just because the Lynx golf, as he said from, from the quote that you referenced, it, it plays into his strengths of getting a little more creative and controlling the ball, and you don't need to just bomb and gouge it as you do with maybe a PGA Championship or, or certainly a U.S. Open. So I think that he's got a pretty fair chance. I think it might be a better chance at a course like St. Andrews where he has won two times before. But you know, it's been a little bit of whack-a-mole with Tiger where everything works well except for the putting. And then he fixes the putting and he can't hit a wedge. And he fixes the wedge and he can't find the fairway with a driver. And so he's had all of the pieces at different parts of the year. He hasn't put them all together just yet, but there's still a thought that maybe on a very different length layout, on a major championship, maybe this could be the week. I certainly expect him to have a good week. I don't know if I'd go so far as to say he's going to win. Before I let you go, uh, I want to ask you, Brooks Kepka, U.S. Open champion, uh, how do you think he will fare, or how does he look coming into this event? Uh, I think he's well-rested. Uh, he did not play between the U.S. Open and the Open last year, and he finished sixth at Royal Birkdale. This year he played at the Travelers, and then he went uh, to a buddy's bachelor party. He had a, a little bit of a, a brocation, and he said that he has touched the club three times since then. So that's an upgrade off of last year in terms of the reps. Uh, clearly he is a guy who does not get phased by much on, on or off the course. Very cool customer. And as last year showed, he has the ability to play some of these links layouts. He's a guy that, that came up on the European Tour, on the Challenge Tour, which is their minor leagues over there. That's kind of where he got his start as a pro. So, you know, you never – we weren't really talking a lot about Brooks Kepka before the U.S. Open, and then he went and won it again. So he deserves a little bit more discussion this time around, and I would not be surprised if he's on the leaderboard come Sunday. I need more brocations. That sounds good. That sounds like a good hey, time. It, it seemed to work for him, yeah. Uh, William Gray from GolfChannel.com. Will, thanks so much for your time. Very much appreciate it. Enjoy the tournament. All right. Good talking to you, Derek. Yes, the Open starting tomorrow. Well, let's see. As I do quick math, what is it, 14 hours from now? It will be live on your television on TSN, uh, the Open Championship. That's fantastic. Thanks to Will Gray, staff writer for GolfChannel.com.